0: Welcome to the Union Makers Podcast. I'm Maddie McGraw, and today I'm interviewing Lacey Coker. Lacey is the owner of Tease to Please. She's a hairstylist and a hair educator. She lives in Dallas, Texas, and she oversees a huge team that I deeply admire. I think Lacey has great leadership skills, and she also happens to be my friend. So um, today we're going to meet Lacey. Hi,
1: Lacey. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's my first podcast ever. Ever? Ever to be on. Yeah. So thank you. So- I'm honored
0: that it's Unimakers first. I love that. I'm so glad that you're here. I can't imagine <laughs> like, a better audience for you to be speaking to. Literally. I totally agree. I've been
1: wearing my Unimakers t-shirt, been <laughs> listening to your podcast. So I'm such a fan and I'm so excited for what y'all are doing. So thank you so much for having me for sure.
0: Yeah, we're glad that you're here. So tell us, tell me, I feel like we're like still in the process of becoming friends. Like, I feel like we yeah. hit it off right away. And like, mm-hmm. I, oh, Lacey and I, we have the same energy. I love, love, love her. But I feel like there's still so much I need to know about you too. So tell us like, where are you from? Who is your family? What do you, what do you do? Just, just hit us with all the facts.
1: Yeah. So also I did get to do your hair already. So we're like kind of definitely on a, you know, a little bit different of a level. If I get to do your hair, then you're, you're like up there, you know? Probably (laughs) never looked better after you. Stop it. Stop it. You're so sweet. Um, Okay. So I'm actually from Paris, Texas, which is about an hour and a half Northeast of um, Dallas. And I moved here in 2006 to be a nanny and never went back. (laughs) Um, It's the sweetest town and it's grown so much, but I was definitely looking for, you know, more and to get out of the small town um, life. So my family is still in Paris a little bit, Yukon, Oklahoma a little bit, which is why I have my Oklahoma location. Um, And I really, I always say like, when I think of family, I think it doesn't have to just be blood. And I really do consider my team family. So and, you know, my best friends and all of that. So I feel like family looks different for me. Um, but, yeah, family is in Paris and home Oklahoma, mainly.
0: Yeah, so, that's yeah. awesome. I feel like I one of the things that I picked up about you very early on is your ability to, like, make the people around you feel included and feel known.
1: Aww. And
0: Lacey has a studio that she works out of. And when you walk into that studio, you can just totally feel like the familial vibe that I feel like you're talking about. Oh,
1: you're well, you know, it's funny when I got that space. Um, it was a dump <laughs> and it was so bad. And so I put a lot of love and heart into that place. And we literally say it looks like Pinterest like blew up everywhere because it's every single nook and cranny is Pinterest out and just like so creative. Um, but I will go ahead and tell you, I'm no Joanna Gaines. I am never flipping anything ever again. That is not my, I had fun, but I'm like one and done. <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah, but it is sweet. I loved being in Richardson. Um, it's again, small town feel. Um, they're so great there. So it's been neat to have a studio there for sure. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll have another studio soon. You never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell me like, how did you get started with what you do? Or like, how did you cross the bridge into like being interested in hair and doing hair to starting Tease to Please?
1: Yeah. So first I will tell you, I, so I'm the owner of Tease to Please Hair and Makeup. I'm uh, one of the lead hairstylists um, on the team. I, um, we just actually launched March 1st um, Tease to Please Pro, which is basically an education line um, centered to not only train our own team, which we've been doing for years in house, but now reach really other, um, artists in DFW and beyond. Um, so I'm super pumped about that and just like what's to come, um, with that have a huge, um, help in team launching that whole thing. And so that's been really nice because again, I can't do any of this on my own. So I have a lot of support on the tease the please, um, main team and then the T's the please, um, pro team. And so it's been, it's been nice to, um, be able to get both of those really, you know, off the ground. So when I moved, so backtrack, I took cosmetology in high school, which is very rare. Some schools here in Dallas have it, which is amazing, but I did start it in high school. And, um, fun fact, so crazy. Um, I actually could not pass my written test. Um, I'm horrible at test taking, like literally the worst. I get so much anxiety. Like even before this, I was, was, so much anxiety. And so I just put so much pressure on myself. And so, um, I couldn't pass the test. I tried, I would say like seven times and finally was like, okay, you know what? This just like, is that what God wants for me? I just, I'm going to give up. And so I gave up and waited 10 years and 10 years. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. Um, my ex-boyfriend at the time was like, you're still doing hair. Like you should just go take the test again. Well, after 10 years, it expires. Well, I actually, um, because I passed the practical, which is where you actually do the hair and all of that. I could still go back and take the test. So I went back, um, 10 years later, took the test, made like 72, which you're supposed to make a 70. <laughs> so I passed, yeah. give, me my, give me my license, <laughs> um, and passed and started my business the next day. So fast forward, um, September will be 10 years, um, wow. which is the place. Yes. So exciting. And um, we're in Dallas, um, East Texas. Uh, a lot of us are from Paris, Silver Springs, Tyler area Canton, so I have an East Texas branch as well. And then, like I said, my brother and family lives in Yukon, so I've had the Oklahoma team for man, maybe six years or something like that. So I have some girls there in Oklahoma as well that are amazing, they are so great. So, yeah, that's basically um, where Tisa Please has been in the last 10 years. And then, like I said, Tisa Please Pro is um, just starting.
0: Yeah, I am so impressed by your like ability to scale. I think you've done that better than Mm. most people in this industry, right? Like, I think you have how many people are on your team? (laughs)
1: so I was last when I was listening to your last podcast by the way I was like oh gosh I don't want her to ask her how big my team is or how many weddings I do (laughs) because you even said those people that do 900 weddings and I was like oh she's talking about me I know she's probably wanting to vomit when I said that um but so there's around 74 I would say um 74 artists and then Yeah, that's Dallas,
0: Oklahoma, East Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay, but also my heart behind that is like when we're standing in vendor circles, and it's like, oh, what are you doing this year? And it's like, look at the 900 weddings I'm doing, not the like, we're we're talking about you, we're talking about the growth of your business. And the fact that you have a team that that many stylists feel comfortable to be a part of is a testament to your leadership leadership skills but also how cool that you get to service and live on so many brides like that's literally on my
1: notes you're taking the (laughs) that's so true and that is probably one of my favorite parts about it is that I can be able to um provide opportunities for them but I for my team but also we are able to reach more brides and serve more um families and clients with um our skills you know
0: yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's literally on my notes. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't love them that many brides. I can do really so far. So yeah. I think that's so, so cool. So what, I feel like we've talked about your growth and kind of how you've got started. Talk to me about what has been the most difficult aspect of, I think, talk to me about specifically hair and makeup in the wedding industry. What's been difficult for you? Sure. Um... So I think, um,
1: first of all, I want to say before I go into the like notes is I really want to give like a shameless plug here to my operations, Brianna, who's one of the wisest humans I know. Also my business coach, Britt Siva, who's a hairstylist, um, podcaster, educator, and I've just learned so much from them. And so a part of me is like a lot of this wisdom you're going to hear me say today is not me. It is totally them. (laughs) Um, And so I feel like you got to give credit where credit's due, right?
0: Um,
1: So the difficulty in beauty, in the beauty industry, so I think a little bit of both. So business is one thing. And like, I have some stuff on here about business, but I also feel like if you're asking me specifically about this, biz- about hair and makeup, the hair and makeup industry, I can talk more a little bit about that. But as far as the hair and makeup industry, I think with trends changing so much. So if you look back at Tease the Please and our, we'll even say Instagram only, five years ago, it was very boho. It was very like soft and natural and um, romantic and very natural makeup. It was very, um, like everyone had a braid (laughs) and now there's still some of that. I think, you know, of course we have so many barns in Texas. Um, we still have some of that and that is actually my bread and butter. And what I really, um, like get filled up by is the soft and romantic styles. Um, I love braids, stuff like that. Um, But now it's a little bit more modern. So now it's a little bit more clean and structured, no curls, um, sleek, all of that. And so, again, knowing you have to be able to do everything. We always say um, to our team, like you have to be able to do modern and boho because you don't know who's going to sit in your chair. So you have to know all the trends. Um, when it comes to hair and, or, you know, all the different types when it comes to hair, you know, they may have super curly hair and may want it straight. Um, and so you need to handle all of it. And then also the makeup, I'm actually not a makeup artist, but like I do have so many makeup artists on my team, but the thing with makeup is you could have someone that literally has never wore makeup and that is like a lip, you know, chapstick and mascara kind of girl, maybe no mascara. I mean, some are very, very natural and then some want to look like, you know, TV stars. And so you really have to be able to do the, we call it one to 10. So the very, very natural to the super glam. And so the trends just changed so much because years ago, like I said, it was very natural now it's a little bit more glam, um, and so that's really hard to keep up with if your art if your artistry isn't um, leveled up to the level it needs to be at. So I think that's been really difficult to even find artists that are okay with doing both. I personally, like I said, lean more soft and romantic boho, and so I've really been challenged this past few years leaning in the the more modern um, looks and even like Hollywood waves is a um, huge trend right now where the hair what? is like in the rows. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. So um, that is a very hard hairstyle. People think it's very easy, but it's not. Um, and so we all have to know how to do that. And you all have to do it on um, everyone's hair type, which is not the easy, it's not easy because some people's hair does it and some um, it's a little bit harder on. So Yeah, that's as far as the artistry, I would say that's the like highs and lows. As far as the business, I would say um, learning my best yeses is really, really hard Um, for me. I always will choose other people over myself. And so I feel like I'm just now to a point where I'm prioritizing myself again. And um, that is has been really hard i always i was for a long time really struggled with like um workaholism and um i say being on the busy bus (laughs) um and so that is very addicting and it's hard to get off of it. And so um, I feel like COVID was actually, I hate saying COVID. I feel like I should say like the C word or something. Trigger um, <laughs> warning. Yeah. True. yeah. Um, I feel like COVID was actually a blessing because I've never had a, a clear calendar. And then once it was clear, I was like, okay, I'm going to be very, like particular and what I allow back on my calendar. And I mean, that didn't last long, but still I tried, (laughs) you know? Um, so I do feel like it helped to clear the calendar and, um, kind of put my, you know, head back on straight. (laughs) Um, so I think just the sacrifices like, um, any business owner makes the yeses and no's and missing a lot. Um, especially as someone that is, you know, single and, um, you know, I was 27 when I started, but single, I feel like I can do a lot more. Um, I can, you know, hustle hard and do all those things, but that also came with sacrifices and missing a lot of things in life, you
0: know? Yeah. Wait, that's so good. So talk to me about, like, if that's been a difficult aspect of your life, I'm going to segue from our questions that I sent you. Yeah. There, no, you're totally fine. Tell me like how, you feel like you're actively working against that. Cause I'm somebody that like, I love the busy bus. I'm like the first one on the busy mm-hmm. bus because it, to me, it feels very productive, but I can numb out from things that I maybe don't love about my mm-hmm. life because I'm like, look at what I'm doing good. I'm working really hard, but then I'm not looking at the other side of like the repercussions of being in that busy seat for so long. So how have you like fought that internal battle
1: yeah, I mean, I think that looking at the past couple years for sure, and either the friends specifically, I mean, family's going to stand by me and support me no matter what. They're so great. I'm so blessed. But my friends that have really stood by me and supported me, they really, you can see who your true friends are for sure. Um, but the ones that haven't, I mean, I do feel like at the end of the day, I chose business and I chose that over them. I do feel like a big kick in the booty last year was um, someone like telling me that my identity was in work and Mm. and success. And that hit me hard because that's not at all who I used to be and who I've always wanted. The other thing is the bus isn't ever going to stop moving, but at the end of the day, like eventually you're going to get tired of being on it. And so it's like, Hey, you can get off and you can get back on the bus. Or you can get off and stay off the bus, which is why I think people stop, you know, they quit, um, because they, it's like exhausting and they're tired and all the things. Um, I do feel like I get on and off a lot. I'm like, I'm going to take this stop and then I'm going to stay, you know, um, because I do feel like I, um, have to find that, um, like either find my like purpose again, or even like find, um, like again, find my identity and get like refocused um so I guess that's is that the answer is that yeah, I
0: feel like what I'm hearing you say is almost like I, if we're using the metaphor of a of a bus right like it's easy to like be on the bus and be busy riding the bus, and it's another thing to like kind of take control and steer the bus. Right. Cause if you're a passenger on the bus then you're just like along for the busy adventure, but if you're mm-hmm. driving the bus, you have more control around like mm. when you're stopping, like when you're stopping at a rest stop to like, take care of your, your body and your soul and your mind. Mm-hmm. And then more control of like, okay, who are you letting get into your, your busy bus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I've never had a business partner until union makers and like my goal is that I never do anything that like causes my business partner to like be more stressed than our lives naturally are. And I don't, wouldn't want to invite her or anyone from my team onto my busy bus, but sometimes I need them on my bus yes. to like, move forward. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm hearing you say is like, it's good to get on and off it's good to take breaks mm-hmm. but it's also like really important to like refocus or maybe reroute your map to mm-hmm. make sure you're going in the right direction yeah 100 percent. i
1: would agree with the whole rerouting your map and making sure you're going the right direction making sure you're um you know stopping for you know. i even think like pit stops you know along the way seeing the scenery enjoying the, the things around you those type of things i think you're the um are very important um i do tend to let I think one of the things I had ri- written down to like really share is I'm a very like I don't want to do it alone. The the bigger my village helping me and supporting. I've never until a couple years into it is it was just me and then I added like an admin person behind the scenes. Um, but once I saw what that trust and freedom and like letting go of that control looked like, I was like, Oh, this is nice. Like I have help. I have freedom. I can breathe a little bit. And so I actually do like more people on my bus and helping me because I really can feel supported. And I mean, I do, I do truly feel like you can go further with, um, like help and a team, and um, it's so hard to just like wear all the weight on your own shoulders, you know. So, I, love I personally, am, yeah, I'm personally just a huge like, a, it takes a village.
0: <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I think I was going down the route of like kind of villainizing the bus, and I love that you're taking a step back and you're like, wait, no, the bus is a good thing. Like it's moving us forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think one of the like quotes that I had written down is perfection isn't the goal being liked isn't the goal progress and learning from the mistakes is the goal. And I feel like even the mistakes, you're going to take wrong turns. You're going to, you know, maybe get pulled over, <laughs> you know, you're going to, you know, hit some speed bumps, whatever. And it's just, in it is like, just keep going. And, and, um, you know, even the, the long routes where there's, you know, not a pit stop or, you know, whatever. It's like, those, those are worth it because eventually you hit the destination and you get to the, like, the life that you want or the um, the things that fulfill your cup and that bring you joy and the, the life and purpose that you were created to live. So I think it's, to me, it's those things are just like what it's been about, you know, through the difficult seasons for sure. um,
0: It is like, it's, it's worth it, you know? I love, love that. So while you've navigated, some of these difficult aspects of building a business, working in the wedding industry. You've talked about two mentors who kind of like supported you to move you forward. What is the best piece of advice you've received from them or that you've received from someone else?
1: Yeah. So funny because when I was listening to you and Allison, I was like, oh good, they're long-winded too. So that is great because i I have so like it's so hard to just be like, what's the one business advice? I'm like, Oh, my gosh, how do I even choose over 10 years? That's so hard. Um, But I think that there's like the cliche, like stay humble and never forget where you started and who helped you get there. And I do think that those to me, I do have to like, really, um, like, remember those things, because obviously, with such a, you know, so much um, of a blessed business and, success, it's like, I do have to realize that like, Hey, this is given to me by God to steward, but also like not to get greedy or not to get um, like control too much of it where it's like, okay, it really isn't mine. Um, And then I think another thing is like, who helped me get here. It's like, Hey, there's a lot of people that have poured into me that now I can pour out to others. I mean, even the apartment industry that worked for, for years, I learned so much about customer service, writing like reviews were a huge part of that business and living like the apartment industry in general, like that's someone's home, you know, which is so important, but I think someone's wedding day is a very, very big deal. And so I feel like both of those things, it's like, you don't take those two things lightly, you know, Um, same thing with when I was an Annie, like you don't take someone's children lightly. So I feel like a wedding day is, you know, not as big as those, but it is a very expensive and very special and very like sweet, sweet um, day that, you know, not everyone gets or things have changed. Um, so I think that's one piece. I don't feel like that's the piece that's like the best advice ever. <laughs> so that's uh, tricky. You can leave that in or take it out. But um, I think never stop learning and growing how trends change um, so you have to, as well, if you, um, I think that the way I've had to really think over the past years is like, if I can't do it, I have to hire someone who can. Yeah. And personally, years ago, admin was my thing. I would crank out emails all night long after a hard day of doing hair in a studio. Um, and now I'm like hard pass, <laughs> like I'll do the fun marketing stuff, but I do feel like, um, there's. Again, like I said, hiring people that are better than you and hiring people that are um, uh, want to be a part of your village that want to point you towards success and and reach that with you, I think is the goal. but I per- I personally and you said this earlier uh, about I'm the kind of person that like wants to um, pick the flowers before I plant the weed or I want to plant the flowers before I pick the weeds. and mm. so it's hard in business sometimes because, I really want to do the, at this point, especially I want to do the fun stuff and what brings me joy and fills my cup and that I'm really good at. And so I think I feel like going like the admin stuff does not like, it's not the best way that I can serve my brides anymore. You know, um, I do feel like my business is my baby, especially being single. Um, I feel like it's my baby. And now that it's nine, it's like, I have to let it grow and I have to let it like like other people can help kind of like a babysitter. Like at some point you have to let them go to school or let them move on. And I feel like I'm at that place, the tease, the please, where other people are now helping me and and loving on my brides and serving my brides. And my team is, I mean, literally sometimes I'm like, Hey, they're better than me. Let them do it. Cause they're way better than I am. And so I think that to me is like the best advice is just like letting it grow and letting People do what they are called to do and those people are probably going to be better than me (laughs) and that's okay.
0: I can resonate with that like so much. I'm also single and I, you know, own two businesses and a lot of my friends, especially here in the South have at least one kid, if not multiple kids in their twenties. And I, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to like steward and grow and pour into my business the way that I see them stewarding and growing their kids. And, and I, I love our friends that can do it both. Allison, my business partner, she's a mom. She does it all and she does it with grace to the nth degree.
1: <laughs>
0: but I think when this is like your thing, right, and you don't have another kid, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's so easy to have so, want to have so much control over what's going on and being able to look around and like have the humility and say, to say like, I'm not good at everything. Like I'm not yeah. – like, for me, I'm, like, not good at the financial part. I'm, like, if somebody else can just, like, make sure we're making money, like, that would be <laughs> And so, like, inviting people in and, like, admitting, like, hey, I have a weakness. Like, I'm not very good at everything mm-hmm. and I need help. And so I think that's, like, such a good piece of advice, especially for our listeners that are maybe newer to the, to the industry or newer to starting their business to learn that, like, it's okay if you're not great at oh. everything you're not supposed to be.
1: One million percent. I I do feel like until Brianna, um, who is my operations manager and my um, director of Tease the Police Pro, before she came along, I was not a good bad cop. I was like, I didn't want people to not like me. I didn't want my team. Like, I even feel like there's a lot of people on my team that didn't respect me because yeah. I wouldn't just be real with them because I was like, I'm, I just like. I don't and I just like was so kind that it was like to a fault where they were losing respect of just tell me how it is, you know, so yeah. I think once she came to the team and was able to be the bad cop and really like even hit me with the hard truth um, to really make me grow and help me and push me and encourage me and, um, you know, all of that, I really do feel like that has been a huge blessing too. because but again, I need I needed that and I needed someone. Opposite of me, basically. I'm more of the creative. She's more the black and white. I'm more
0: pink, and um,
1: <laughs> um, you know, all of those. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. You are such a good encourager. I feel like I've been in the studio. I've been a hair model for you, so I've been in the studio while you're teaching, you know, girls, your your the girls on your team how to do hair, and you have such like a natural ability to like see somebody's work and be like, hey, you did these things really well. And like you even encourage through your critiquing. And so I think that you've really refined that skill in the last 10 years. It definitely pours out. And it's very well,
1: thank you so much for saying that. I mean, that's what I'm so excited about with Tease the Police Pro, because I do feel like I've been able to learn that from other people that have taught me. And now I'm able to give back to my own team and have made them better artists. Um, And they've made me better artists as well. And even a better educator because of it. And now even to expand, I mean, we've had a, a salon from Oklahoma come down and learn or ne- and have people inquiring and stuff like that. And I'm just I'm really excited to touch other lives and help other people grow. Because after hair school, really, there's really not a lot of ways besides TikTok or something like that to grow in your hair skills. Unless you're taking it from, you know, celebrities and stuff like that or, you know, like other pro artists all over the U.S. So I'm super excited to be one of the first teams in gosh, I would even say
0: Texas to do this kind of thing. So yeah. so breakdown for our listeners, like give us the elevator pitch of Tease to Please Pro. Yeah. So
1: basically Tease to Please Pro is an education platform for um, artists to come and learn the bridal basics to bridal hair and makeup, to just level up their own artistry and um, just grow with us. We always um, I think I think we've poured a lot into ourselves over the years. There's um, to now be able to pour into them. Um, There's 10 of us on my team um, that have all different levels of education. Um, Some have been educating for years. Some have um, even Brianna was in a different state and did some. Um, Anastasia has had a team before. So there's or I'm sorry, um, education line before. So. Um, We all kind of come from different um, education backgrounds, or maybe not at all, and this is our first time to educate, but creating a platform where we all are good at different things, and we all can, you know, like I said, some are modern, some are boho, some are um, soft glam, some are, like, wing liners and more glam makeup and so it's a very broad most educators it's like here's the look you're learning where with us it's like what kind of looks would you like to grow in and we have all of it which one would you like and who would you like to learn
0: from that's so cool thank you um it's definitely like being on the model side of the beauty industry wedding beauty industry it's been really interesting to like get my makeup done. And when I'm a model, I I have zero say in what the heck happens to my face. And then Mm -hmm. you kind of have to just like lean in and, and use it to take beautiful pictures, even though I've occasionally had my makeup done. And I'm like, Whoa, I don't know if this is the most flattering thing. But it's been something that I've like really admired is the like, craft of taking one style and having you know, maybe a bridesmaid be like, hey, I want to do this, like, smoky eye, big glam moment. And I think as a stylist, you kind of have to be like, hey, like, what if we went this way to make your girl feel beautiful and also, like, be like, this might be more flattering to go in another direction. Yeah, well...
1: I think it's even interesting, because I remember doing your hair, we added extensions to your hair, which wasn't your plan that day. And I was like, hey, let's add extensions. And I think just trusting the pro for us specifically, we're um, also offering customer service, we're offering social media, we're offering business classes, we're offering um, leadership training, like all types of different things. So that also is, it's not just about the beauty, it's about business and you know so much more too so we are really excited about that because I think um even like the finance class um that is just something that is it's hard to be a contractor in the industry and it's hard to know you know how to balance taxes and you know all of that stuff and so we're really excited to just give um you know anyone that's willing to come and take our um classes just um, again, the, the wisdom that we have and the and what we've learned and give it back to hopefully bless their life and m- hopefully not help or make them um, make as many mistakes as we have. <laughs> um, so that's like the goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. Okay, so since you've been in the industry for so long, you're I mean, teach to Place Pro, you're a pro at this by now. Tell me like what your favorite part of a wedding day is.
1: Goodness, that is not on your list, by the way.
0: Oh, um, it's a surprise <laughs> question!
1: Yeah, it's a surprise question. I love it. So I'm a very sentimental, emotional, very person. So I've always loved, like, which is so cute, because I know y'all said this too. I've loved love, um, and <laughs> I do truly feel like knowing what marriage is and how it's what it stands for. I think I have always just taking it very seriously um, as far as the the marriage part um, and what a wedding symbolizes. Um, so that's like one whole thing as far as making them feel beautiful. I think that I think that there's two types of people, the people that look back at their wedding pictures and they're like, oh, my goodness, I looked so beautiful. I felt so beautiful. Um, I think is there's those type of people. Then there's the people that are like, I hated my hair. My makeup looked like trash. Like I didn't want, you know, it was horrible. No matter how great the photographer is, like they didn't feel and look beautiful. And so our goal is to always find the place where they, or get them to the place where they can look back at photos and love how they looked and remember how they felt is so important. I think another thing is knowing that, especially the brides that don't wear makeup and that don't really like enhance their looks ever yeah. I love showing them what just a little bit of hair and makeup can can how it can make them feel um, and then even for the groom to see them that way is super exciting because the, he's not used to that more than likely. So mainly just like how they look and feel for sure. Um, and of course like that, that it's not just a feeling of like when they're in our chair, it's the feeling all night. It's the feeling yeah. when they leave their hair still looks amazing. Their yeah. makeup still looks amazing. And that's very rare, like to be able to have hair and makeup last all night. It, that's like, nobody can do that to themselves usually. <laughs> so yeah. to be able to provide that is super nice.
0: I remember um one of your girls did hair and makeup for one of my brides at the beginning of last year and the bride did a like outfit change before she oh, left nice. and so we did like a little flash photo shoot before they did their sparkler exit and she i was like okay look in the mirror and like pretend you're touching up your makeup and so she's like okay and she goes literally my makeup doesn't even need to touch up i've never looked better and i was like um, I guess, please pop off go <laughs> the please i love that
1: that's so great i mean that really is um is definitely the goal with professional hair and makeup for sure is that it lasts um, all night. I always joke like a good hairstyle they can wear it on the plane the next day, and I'm like, hey, wear your bride t-shirt, wear your updo, and you might get free drinks from Southwest. <laughs> so I always tell them to try, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that's always sweet. I do love a good like I said, I'm a very sentimental person. I do love a good bride that will wear like her mom's veil or her mom's like hair comb. I love any of that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I mean, it is so sweet to see. I could not even fit one arm in my mom's wedding dress um, (laughs) (laughs) that she wore when she got married. But when they can, you know, wear the veil or the blusher or whatever, I just think Uh it's so beautiful. And that always gets me emotional when I go to put in the veil and put in uh, those last things. It's it's so
0: sweet. That is sweet. That's so tender. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Tell me about how, like, if you've been in the wedding industry for a long time, you've seen all these different trends and styles come and go. I think you've probably seen trends and styles of vendor types in the last 10 years. You've Mm -hmm. probably seen trends and styles of, like, how people collaborate on a wedding day, vendor to vendor. What would you like you can kind of touch on like what you've seen, but ultimately how would you like to see the wedding industry change?
1: So I think there's a couple of things. Yes. I've seen a lot of it change through the years, but I feel like we're in a really good place right now where people see the, the weaknesses of the industry. They see even what you're doing with union makers. I love the fact that, um, y'all's heart behind, you know, wanting to create a space for people to, have community, have um, partnerships, have um, support and even just have a good time together. I remember before the C word, COVID, um, <laughs> before that, there were a lot of networking events. And after that, there re- it really hasn't gotten back to that. And so I do feel like, you know, it's finally getting back to that um, slowly. But even those networking events, I do. And we've said this before, they get kind of clicky stuff like that but I do feel like it's a little different now I think that people are finding their people people are finding their communities and their um um, groups that you know support one another all of that and so I think that's really important to me I feel like um community over competition is just something I am so passionate about for sure there's so many brides in DFW for sure there's plenty to go around and I personally just think like You know, every I remember a business class literally at the very beginning of my business. And um, the coach said like they she used an example of like Sarah is her name. But she said not every Sarah is meant for everyone. And I do truly feel like um, every bride is like that specific team or photographer or, you know, um, vendor that they could go to and not every bride is like meant for the other person. So that's where I love that. So I think that we've seen a huge shift in like small wedding parties Mm -hmm. to large wedding parties over the years for us specifically in the hair and makeup industry. um, We've seen a huge shift in hotels years ago to get ready hair and makeup wise, um, with such a thing now, it's more you get ready at the actual venue. So that's a huge trend um, and change. But I think that a huge part of what I hope to see is keeping up with the changes and being aware of what's going on. I feel like sometimes people can get stuck in well, hair and makeup used to co- or cost this much. And it's like, yeah, five years ago, it doesn't cost that anymore. Mm-hmm. And same with floral or same with photography. And yeah. so I think keeping up with the the changes and being aware of like what's going on, even yeah. um, knowing, I always want to say like knowing other people's lanes, like mm-hmm. it, yes, it is about your hair and makeup lane. However, Like I have to be very aware. Like, hey, when I know the photographer's coming, we have to be wrapping up with hair and makeup because the photographer's coming in and it's gonna it's gonna be her lane, you know? And so I think you do have to be respectful to the other vendors to know um how because it's all a team and it's all about that bride and her day, we're all there as a team of vendors to make her day perfect. So I think knowing each other's lane is really important, but really Um, keeping up with the resources, you know, all of that I think
0: is really, really important. Yeah. I love that. I think like staying in your lane is like another way to say like being considerate. Like I go out of my Mm -hmm. way to be considerate of the coordinator or hair and makeup or um, the DJ, like, Hey, timeline switch. Hey, this is going Mm -hmm. on. And I think something that like I've learned that I'm not, I don't think I've gotten to talk about it much. is like the skill of over-communicating and because it's, when you show up to a venue the day of a wedding, you don't always know all the vendors that you're going to work with. And right, like that's the beauty of something like Union Makers is I hope that we get to a point that's like, hey, we follow each other on Instagram. Like we're internet friends, but, or real life friends even, Mm -hmm. but I think you can like show up. And if you under communicate and like I'm running late as a photographer and I just walk in and I just get right into all my flat light stuff instead of like taking the time and saying like, oh, catching the hair and makeup person as they're on their way out and being like, good job today. And talking to the DJ and introducing yourself and being like, hey, like, let me know how I can support the timeline and talking to the coordinators and saying like, hey, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Really can change the entire day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that. I think staying in your yeah. lane is like, it's a skill, really. I think. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and just keeping the big, big vision, the big picture is it's all about her and her wow. wedding, or their. I guess their wedding. Sometimes I forget, like I am just there focusing on the bride's hair. That I'm like, oh. It's about the groom and they about the groom too, so, which y'all are photographers are different because, or planners are different because they know like the bride and the groom. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know his name most of the time. I'm the worst because we don't need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm the worst, but, um, I do feel like, um, with hair for sure. I've literally had photographers. One recently came up to me and she said, um, Hey, um, is there anything specific I need to know about her hair, her hair to make sure that it is, you know, great all night long. And I was like, are you, do you want a quick lesson? Like, what do you want to do? And she was just Not like, <laughs> yeah. And she was just like, I just want to make sure that it like stays like this in the photos. Cause like, she had a very like big part and a very defined like, um, face framer kind of piece. And so she was like, I just want to make sure that she's happy in all her photos all night. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, you just moved up the rankings. Like, wow, that is really, really so kind of you to think about hair, makeup, you know? So you're exactly right. Well, like with helping one another and all of that, I think that's great. Um, I do feel like networking is the key to success in the wedding industry. I feel like i I remember, years and years ago oh probably even at the beginning I don't know who I learned it from but they were basically like find your five and I've always thought of that from, yeah oh yeah 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 um I I tell everyone because I'm like it really is so genius I think your five change but I will tell you like some of my five are still my five which is so awesome um I know you are familiar with Corbin with night owl coffee and probably gonna um uh record him soon but he's definitely a part of my five and has always been so kind and supportive and encouraging and um just so wise along the way and so he's one of those five for me who's always got my back and vice versa and just very supportive always sharing you know business ideas since he has a large team as well and so I just think that's very important um whether you know even if it's the five is like a venue a photographer a You know, someone like Corbin or another hair makeup company, whoever your five are, I think just having those and really making sure that you pour into those five and that they can pour um, back into you, because again, they're going to give you referrals, you're going to be able to give them referrals, you're going to be able to call them if you're having a hard day um, you know, meet up with coffee and just kind of love on them in those hard seasons. And so I think having a five and networking, even if you can't make it to net, I'm not a big networking event kind of person. I like really want a good, deep conversation, preferably <laughs> over quiche and coffee like you and I had. <laughs> um, to. yeah. Um, so I love, um, more of those type of, um, relationships, but networking events are super great as well. And, um, It is nice to, you know, see people when all you see is usually social media, you know?
0: Yeah. People are so much better in real life than on social media. Yeah, for sure. That's the goal, right? So different in real life than on social media. And I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, wait a second. This is just like a, like, I actually like you more in real life than the perception of what I thought you were on the internet. So I love that. Wait, are you saying
1: me or someone else?
0: Everyone. I think. yeah you like you're somebody like that for me where I was like okay I know that she's like kind of like this badass businesswoman who's grown like this big team and like I really want to like be friends with her because I feel like I could learn from her but then I met you in real life and I was like wait she's like so nice so chill so cool Yeah. um,
1: yeah so a lot of people actually say that and they're like oh my gosh like you're so intimidating and I'm like I'm literally like the small town girl that's like wants to be best friends with everyone. I'm not that intimidating at all. I'm like your best friend in five minutes and I love like people. So I'm not that way at all, but I'm a huge. One of the things with my company that you'll definitely see um, over the years is it's very rarely like even my birthday is coming up and my social media manager made me this like real about myself. Or about me. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to put that. And she's like, Lacey, you have to show your face. And so I think that for me, I've always been a brand that's like it's about the team and yeah. not about me specifically. And some people have literally been like, What does Lacey look like? Because I really just tried to like make it about the whole team because that's what to Please is as a team. And so it's not about me. And so yeah. I do feel like um that is hilarious, but I do feel like that's what also sets us apart because it's always about the whole team and not definitely not just me.
0: That's true. And your girls, I'm going to brag on your, your team, but also you like people love to be on the tease to please team. Like I've never, I've gotten to work either from a model standpoint or as, at a styled shoot as a photographer or on a wedding day with a real life bride. And every single person that I've ever met from the Teach to Please team loves that they're on the team and they love to work with you. Oh. I feel like it's so easy to get on a big team and be like, oh, my boss, I never see her. Oh, my boss, this. And that is like not the culture that you've built at all. And so, like, I commend you for that. And like, it's clearly like you are doing exactly what you should be doing using your gifts, you're using your talents. And so I am just, I'm in awe of what you do. So thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you so much. Literally. That's like such a compliment. I
1: think, um, again, being a small town girl and coming to Dallas, I was very overwhelmed and I very much am kind of the kind of person that makes you want to like be seen and known and all of those things. And so I've always wanted it to be feel small, even though it's large. Um, I, even once I got into Dallas, I, of all the churches, I picked Watermark, which is one of the biggest churches in Dallas. And mm-hmm. the funny thing with Watermark is um, that once you're a part of it, it actually does feel very small once mm-hmm. you're plugged in. And I feel like it's the same with Tease the Please. A lot of people are very intimidated with like even our tryout system and all the things that we have going on. But once they feel a part of it, they're like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, it's a family and all of that. And so It really is my like probably biggest passion is to and like goal is to keep it small or to feel small. Same with brides. I feel like, you know, I don't want them to feel like. Um, they can't reach us. They can't talk to me if they want to talk to me. Um, I mean, we have multiple phone numbers that are hold of somebody. Um, I have multiple people on my admin team that are constantly, um, that work five days a week. And so I never want it to feel like it's so big that we're too busy or we're too, um, you know, even though we have, you know, a lot of brides and a lot of bookings, it's like, we're literally a text message away, you know? So I that is so, so amazing that you say that. And that that's a feeling that you've gotten because that really is like what I've wanted to create all these years,
0: you know? It's so good. It's so good. So, okay, last question. And then we'll yeah. wrap up. And though I feel like I could just chat and chat and chat with you forever. <laughs> um, through, you know, your almost 10 years with your team, how do you and the Tees to Please team celebrate your wins?
1: Yeah, so I just think, the way to celebrate them is to celebrate them. And I think that it doesn't matter if it's a little win or a big win. They're all wins. And so yeah. it's, I mean, sometimes the wins are me alone <laughs> celebrating by myself. Sometimes it's, you know, with friends or family or um, even my team, of course, but I think just to celebrate them, um, we're coming up, like I said, on 10 years and we're, I was thinking about, you know, doing a huge party and I got really discouraged because I was like, man, it's so expensive. It's so hard to get that many people together. What if nobody comes like, you know, there's all these like negative things that can flood in. And it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like just throw the party, celebrate the win because it's something to celebrate, you know, 10 years, you know, whatever it is. And I think that, um, the little wins got you to the big wins. And so celebrating the little wins are so important. Um, And I think they make you just keep chasing your dreams and keep, um, you know, getting to the next step and the next um, goal and all of that so that you can um, celebrate the bigger wins when it's
0: time. So a win So a win. I also think we like live in a world of, rejection and hurt and frustration That anytime we can like look outside of that and be like okay this good thing is happening in our world why wouldn't we want to lean in and celebrate you know like I that's just like my own mantra it's like I'm gonna look for any opportunity to celebrate because life in the world is hard enough sure I love that that's so great yeah Well, Lacey, thank you so much for chatting with me today and for sharing a little piece of your wisdom. I feel like there's so many things that we could keep talking about and so many things we'll have to talk about in the
1: future. A hundred percent. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to um, serving so many of your brides and being a part of union makers for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time. Bye. (laughs)